Good evening, everybody. This is Dave James Jardine Jr. Tonight I'm by myself. I've uh, given my co-host a break uh, due to the different situations that's going on in the in the world today, whether it be the COVID-19 or the riots and looting and uh, the systemic racism that's going on in police departments and so much outcry. You know, I figured I'd take some time off to, you know, to think about the situations that's going on. It's just so much. So I'm pretty much taking a little different um, turn on uh, the podcast tonight. You know, I was going to be celebrating our uh, over 200 plays within two months, which is a small milestone. But, you know, I just want to start off by thanking everyone again for listening and tuning in and all of the responses and the comments and positive responses. And, you know, I just really, truly appreciate it. I thank you. Thank you to my listeners, listener supporters and definitely my supporters. So thanks again, and I, I do apologize for not uh, putting out a show within the last uh, week and a half to two weeks, but just needed some time to reflect on all the matters at hand. That's a very tough situation to 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 speak on. You know, everybody wants to speak out. Everybody, a lot of people are out protesting and. You know, I don't I don't want to offend anyone, you know, but, you know, sometimes you offend people you don't mean to. When I'm talking about offensive, I'm, I'm speaking about the fact of I truly appreciate the supporters protesting and I just can't do it. I can't get out there. I mean, I'm over 50. I'm, I have uh, extreme uh, asthma conditions bronco conditions and I'm doing really well I can't I can't uh, take the opportunity to get out in the streets and protest and people are all up in everybody's face and screaming and singing or whatever and it's just too important for me to try to protect myself and my family and stay in you know then I've had um, one of my listeners you know we were talking about this and they were speaking on the fact of, well, if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, then why are you afraid? Like, you know, I understand that. However, you know, it's very important to obtain wisdom. And I don't think it's wise to act like as if the this virus has disappeared or act like they have a Uh, a fix on it or a a vaccine or even any type of medicine to help they don't you know the president has you know spoken on opening up and now a lot of the areas are yellow getting ready to go into green and at the same time if you pay attention to the numbers there's a lot of places that are spiking higher than they have ever been before during this uh, pandemic. 
And true, there are areas that the numbers are coming down. But with all this protesting and everybody being out on the streets and it takes four days to five days and then the the virus will surface again in hospitals and it's already starting now I'm not meaning I mean I'm trying to break this up I'm talking about the the pandemic and I'm talking about the protest I don't mean to be uh, how can I put it shallow or belittling the fact that another black man has been murdered on the streets in our face but it's true that has happened and it is important for us to voice our opinions concerning this even our anger concerning this now I'm one that I'm willing to call my congressman write my congressman my congresswoman and voice my opinions in that way I my wife and myself we did go out to vote in Pennsylvania here you know the primaries were just last week we did go out we voted and we came back home and you know it's important uh, voting is important a lot of people are uh, upset about what's going on I think it's highly important that we register to vote, get out and vote, because a lot of people think that, you know, voting doesn't make a difference, but it does make a difference. Yes, I know that the election sometimes gets rigged and you know what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. However, we need to get out and vote. Sometimes, you know, people want to talk about um, political situations. But when you ask them, do they vote? Oh, no, I don't I don't believe in voting. I'm not going to vote. I don't, it's all rigged. You know, it's almost impossible for you to even want to speak about political situations if you don't even uh, exercise your right to vote. So, you know, you know, time this time in life right now, it's very scary. It's very, very uh serious you know as far as a Christian you know my belief is you know this isn't a time to panic I mean I'm not panicking but I'm not dumb I, I like to think myself to be a, as a wise person you know and uh, to stay safe you know whether summer's here is beautiful weather everybody's outside and I really I enjoy seeing you know, a lot of restaurants are opening, but they put their tables outside and everybody's eating outside. And, you know, in here, out in this area in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of walking trails and you can go out and enjoy the weather. And, you know, some lakes are open. There's a lot of fishing. A friend of mine heard him and his family went out fishing and caught a lot of fish and had a wonderful time. So there's a lot of things that we can do outside now and stay safe. However, I am I am very proud of the people that are out there and protesting wearing their masks and and making a voice heard. So for someone that's not out there protesting as myself and to those who are out there protesting, I thank you. You know, I, I really do thank you for um, 
for braving the the pandemic because uh, it is important to, to get our words out there and to let them hear how important it is to us. So thank you to all those of you who are are getting out there and, and voicing your your our opinions of of um, the tragedies that's going on in our life. So thanks again. We really do appreciate that. You know, um, another another topic that I would like to touch on is you know church in itself. You know, our church at Community Church in uh, Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania, wonderful. You know, we're doing a wonderful Zoom. We do Zoom prayer during the week. We have a, a text prayer, uh, 21 days of prayer, fasting and prayer we're doing. And um, we have small groups that we're doing and, you know, talking with, with so many different people and getting together and on Zoom and and on Sundays, we, we got this wonderful service that our pastors are, are putting out with so much great information, which they always do. And I, I just encourage people to, you know, listen to your scriptures, listen to your pastors, listen to your church. You know, I mean, I'm not, I, I love my, my pastor. Community Church in Pocono, in the Poconos is a wonderful, wonderful church. It's it's um, so greatly diverse, black, white, Hispanic, um, Russian, uh, European. I mean, just so many uh, different um, diversities of, of uh, people from all over. It's just amazing. And, um, you know, I just encourage my listeners to to please take the time to read your scriptures, listen to some sermons, uh, get some understanding of, of the scriptures of what's going on in our life today, because it's in it's in the Bible and it's important for us to understand how certain key figures are responded in different situations in life. In our church, we're talking about Moses and and um, his character and, and what he's been through and how he how he uh, led the people not just out of of the hands of Pharaoh, but when they were in the wilderness, how they handled those situations. So, I mean, it's amazing because you could take those the times back then and you can look at our life and time now and try to figure out the path that we should be following or how we should be praying or or how we should be reaching out to to our Father in Heaven for uh, strength and lead and leading us and and us following the path that He has put us on. So, you know, it's so important. You know, and um, you know, I'm very thankful to have uh, come through so many different situations in my life. You know, I spoke about several different uh, circumstances. You know, the last episode that, that uh, we spoke on, I believe that was one of the most powerful things that ever happened in my life as far as uh, God clearly uh, reaching out to me and speaking to me and answering me and, and uh, directing me on the path that, that he has me on. So at this point in my life, you know, here I am, I'm 57, and I remember at a time, I think probably 
around 35, I just didn't believe that I was going to live another day or another year because of the way I, you know, the way I was thinking, the way I was living or, you know, the things I had done. But, you know, God has a way of taking the bad that we do and he uses it for his good. And I'm very grateful to be able to have this podcast and to be able to speak to to my listeners, anyone that's um, you know tuning in. And hopefully I am um, giving some information or telling some of my stories that would make make you be more appreciative of our Father who is in heaven and how no matter what we're going through, good, bad, or indifferent, that if we focus on him, that he will bring us out of any of the bad situations that we are in, and he will use those situations to strengthen us. So this is my this is my prayer. This is my desire that the words that that I speak would be acceptable in God's sight, and and that I would be able to um, help to strengthen the path of anyone who is either struggling or someone that's even doing good, but to strengthen their path, to strengthen their walk. You know, there's a, there's an old, uh, I guess it's like a poem or a passage. It's not in the Bible, but I, I really love it. The footprints, you know, there was a man, you know, walking on the beach. He was very hurt because he was going through so much. And, you know, he's crying out to God, why have you forsaken me? Why did you leave me? You know, I, I see it's just me because I see just my footprints on the sand. And what I love about that is that then God says to him, those aren't your footprints. Those are my footprints. I'm carrying you through the situations that you're going through. I, that that always stuck with me because that always made me realize that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I've, I've done, I'm always reaching out to the Father, always asking Him to help me, always asking Him to lead me and to help me, protect me, take me out of the bad situations. And through all that I was going through, here I am thinking I was doing it on my own. No, it was Him carrying me through. I love that. I, I thought that, that's such a, a great passage. Um, you know, I just want to encourage each and every one of you, my listeners, supporters, to continue to stay encouraged. Continue to keep the faith. And to continue to stay Jesus strong. Because no matter how bad things may look, there's a brighter end for sure. You know, there was times in my life that I just didn't think that I would be where I'm at today. I mean, I remember this one dream I remember I had at one point. I'm not going to go into this dream because I want to save it for another episode. But the bottom line was at the end of the dream, when I woke up, I remember waking up and, and I just had to look outside the window to make sure everything was back to normal because the dream was so intense intense and it was the birds were chirping we had a really nice little backyard to 
You can see little squirrels, you know, roaming. You see the beautiful sky, the sun. And I was just so grateful that, that I was back, that everything was back to normal. But that was, this dream was a long time ago. And what happened is now, here it is like 30 years later, I can see how God has brought me from then to now, carried me through, delivered me, saved me, protected me, gave me a beautiful family, a beautiful home, live in the mountains, beautiful air, beautiful nature. And I'm just so thankful and, you know, so this is so important to understand because some of my listeners that are listening, I'm sure, are going through some of the hardest times in their life right now. Whether it's divorce, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's uh, suicides, whether you're thinking about suicide or someone that in their family that had committed suicide. Some people are going through some of the most difficult times. And I'm here to tell you that don't worry our father is carrying you and as tough as it may seem to you right now he's going to use the bad for good so continue to hold on stay strong and stay encouraged and, and definitely keep the faith because it's those reasons those things that we do and it the Lord loves that. When, when he sees that we are crying out to him and we, and we are desperately hoping for him to rescue us, he loves to be able to, to show himself in these situations. Not, not to say that he creates bad situations so he can get good out of it. Not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is he will take any bad situation and turn it into good. You know, the, the funny thing about what a lot of people don't realize, when Moses went back to Pharaoh for the first time and said for him to let God's people go, a lot of people don't realize those, the Jews that was slaves at that time, they were slaves for 400 years. This is a long time, you know. But, but God was able to take even that drastic situation and change it and turn it around for his good in such a way that it led to the point where the Messiah, Jesus, would come in the future and save us. There's something I heard today at, on, on the service, uh, Pastor Dave uh, Crosby Jr. that was preaching Something very small he said, or it might have been his wife, I'm not sure, but but it's so important. I want to make this this distinction. I want people to, to see this. When Moses as a baby was placed into the water, to you know, at that point he was placed into the water and rescued by the Egyptians, and then for the next 40 years he lives a uh, a lot of people considered it a good life, but at the same time, it was a tough life for him because he was different from everybody else. But the fact that him being placed in a basket and placed in the water to be rescued, the, the other side of Jesus being placed in a manger to rescue us. 
even today. Him him being born, coming to this world, placed into a manger. And you know, the funny thing about a manger, our past always points this out, that was the nastiest place. I mean, a manger was a nasty place. That's where the animals stayed in. That's where the animals uh, doo-dooed. That's where they peed sometimes. You know, it was was nasty. And to to put the baby Jesus in in a trough, that that was that was nasty too, you know. But he he was put in this place, and he blossomed from that to save the world. Now, that's a powerful thing to to imagine and to accept. See, because it's, it's these things that we have to accept in our heart. We have to believe. You know, accepting Christ in our heart and believing in all these things that he has done and how God has um, put all these things in place for us to be able to accept Christ. And no matter what happens on this earth, that after this, we have a wonderful place to go. You know, another thing I just want to kind of point out briefly as far as that to encourage those who are trying their best to do good. pastor told me one time when I was helping him and um, I was cutting his grass and he had built a church all um, by himself. This is in Oklahoma. This is after my my uh, years of rebellion uh, to the Lord and and I had given my life back to Christ and I was trying to do everything I can to help, you know, uh, either to spread the word or to help the pastors that were spreading the word. And, you know, this pastor had built a church with his own hands and and uh, he had uh, developed diabetes, I believe, and he lost a leg. So he wasn't able to do much uh, physical labor. And when I came along, you know, I told him I'll help in any way I can. And uh, it was one day during the week I came by and what is it you would like me to do? And he said, well, I sure love the grass to be cut so you know I mean this is in Oklahoma so it was like a very hot summer day but I didn't care the lawnmower was working I was cutting the grass so I'm out there cutting the grass sweating and I believe he called me over to the little porch he had built on the side and you know gave me some water water lemonade something but something that was very refreshing because I needed it and I remember him saying these words to me he said you know you know brother Dave all the hard work that you're doing here for me on earth that you're that you're doing, you know God sees it. I said I know he does, but I'm not doing it to get anything. I just I just want to be able to, to help. He says, Well, you know, when Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you, what you're doing, the work that you're doing, is imagine the angels in heaven are putting a brick in your mansion. Every time you're doing a good deed in, in, in Jesus' name. And I never looked at it like that. I, I, already, I already, okay, yeah, I understood Jesus is going to prepare a place, but I didn't think about an actual him actually preparing a place like a, my mansion. So, you know, I just want to encourage you. You know, you accept Christ as your personal Savior. Whether you find uh, someone or you see someone that's struggling whether they need something to eat or or 
some clothes or something, whatever. You know what? You are having your mansion built in heaven. So continue to do good. Continue to to help those because you never know. You might help a stranger and that stranger could actually be an angel. You know, same same thing. You could you can turn your back on a stranger and you could be turning your back on an angel. So, you know, what we do, we we live from our heart. If if you are a Christ fearing person and all you're doing from your heart, that's a beautiful thing. You know. There's another there's a scripture in the Bible that says your heart is where your treasures are. Or your treasures is where your heart is. So if you if your treasure is loving the Lord and helping others and, and feeding the poor and you know and, and when I say feeding the poor, sometimes you don't realize you're feeding the poor because if you're giving your tithes, if you're giving the ten percent that you know God owns everything. So you have a hundred percent of your paycheck. If you take 10% of your paycheck and give it to your local church that that is uh, blessing you with the, with the word of God, that 10% is going to help homeless people, hungry people, uh, hurting people, broken marriage, you know, so many different situations. So sometimes... You, you don't realize, you know, all that your what your 10 percent is is doing. But God will bless your 90 percent. As you give your 10 percent. And it's, it's strange about uh, tithes. You know, a lot of people don't like to talk about tithes because most people when you start talking about tithes or, you know, uh, offerings and tithes. People think, oh, Lord, they just. They just must got to, they talk about another building fund. They want to fix something in the church. They want to do this. They want to do that. But, you know, one one thing I, I feel, whenever you run into a person, say you, you run into a person and, and they need some food on the street, or even if they, you know, they might need a couple of dollars and you might say, I'm going to give them no money because they're just going to use it for, uh, to go get high, or they're going to use it for this, or they're going to use it for that. You might be right. But the thing about it is what you give from your heart. It doesn't make a difference what they do with that, what you give. God is the one that sees and knows what your heart was reaching out for that person. So, you know, you might say, I'm not giving them nothing, but then you you'd have missed your blessing. You give that person the five dollars or two dollars or three or twenty or fifty or whatever you give. If you give somebody something like that, you give it and, and, and you hope that they do the right thing. Again, you might be giving that ten to fifteen dollars or twenty dollars to an angel and you don't even know it. You're thinking that they are bum or you're thinking that they're gonna go get high, but really they're probably gonna take that twenty dollars, give it to someone else, going about go back to heaven or go about their mission or whatever it is. You don't know. It's just so important for us to to love people as we love ourselves, you know. And you know that's another uh, very strong topic because 
you know, I know myself, I, I've been through a situation where it was, and I'm not going to really go into details because I don't want to um, offend anyone, but uh, there was a situation in my life that where it took me a long time to forgive a person in my life, but I knew that I had to forgive them because how can I not forgive anyone on this earth and expect God to forgive me for all that I've done? So sometimes we have to go through a struggle with um, truly asking for forgiveness or, or being able to forgive someone that has done something so detrimental to us. You know, now when you forgive somebody, you don't have to actually go to them. You don't have to really say it. I mean, you can do it from your heart. I mean, if it feels like if it's a person that you have to say, you know what, I forgive you for what you've done. But you know what? The thing about it is some people think that when you go that route and you ask for forgiveness for of somebody or or you're forgiving someone for doing something to you or your family, that now you have to be, for you to forgive them, you have to hang with them every day and act like nothing never happened. No, it's not true. I mean, you you can forgive someone and and pray for them and and hope and pray that that uh, that somehow, some way, they end up giving their life to Christ and asking God to forgive them. But that's fine. But you know, if you can't have, if you can't deal with seeing that person because of the hurt that they cause you, you don't have to see them. You don't have to be with them every day. You don't have to talk to them every day. You don't have to do that. They forgive. You forgive them. You forgive them in your heart. God knows that you really did forgive them. You'll be just fine. You don't have. You're not going to hate them. You might hate what they did, but that doesn't mean that you don't ever. Uh, that it doesn't mean that you have to to hang with them every day and act like uh, like nothing's never happened. I mean, hey, hurt is hurt. You know, Jesus can you know comfort your heart, but some things are so hurtful that you know if you can. Ask, you know, forgive that person for whatever they've done and crying out to God. And so God knows that you honestly forgive them. You know what? God will lead you through the rest of your life. And you don't have to, you know, feel that you have to, you know, sit with that person every day. Or now you have to be with that person every day. I mean, you know, some people feel like, you know, if I ask for forgiveness of someone or someone forgive me or whatever, now we have to be best of friends. No, you don't have to be best of friends. You can love them. I have I have family that I love. I love all my heart. I love all my family. But I have so many family that I don't see. I don't get to see them, but I still love them. So it's not nobody can't say because you must not love them because you don't see them. That's not true. I don't see Jesus. I love him. You know, so no. Hopefully, I mean, I know I'm just speaking about a few different things, and I just hope that, um, again, I hope I don't not offended anybody in anything I'm saying. You know, my heart and my prayer is very strong for the so many souls that were lost, so many people that were killed. I mean, there's so many things going on in this protest. People have gotten killed that you don't hear anything about. People got shot, you don't hear nothing about. You know. People got ran over. You don't hear nothing about. It's, it's so many things. I mean, there's so many good things. You know, you you can see, 
If you're on social media, you'll see some policemen praying with other people. You'll see police, some policemen kneeling and putting their fists up. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much going on. I, I just don't want everyone to get caught up on one thing. That's why it's important to pray. And it's important to be uh, grateful for life that we have and for the fact that Jesus gave his life in enabling us to live a life of Christ. You know, just extraordinary times right now. You know, be encouraged. You know, don't have hate in your heart. It's, it's not worth it. You know, you can hate so much that it can keep you out of heaven. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, I just want to say a, a brief prayer. You know, very thankful for God for all that he's doing right now. You know, before I pray, you know, something that just came to my mind that it was over the uh, the Passover season, the Easter, Easter season that just passed uh, before COVID started. And, um, or was it? It might have been, well, Easter was during it. So it was during COVID, the beginning of it. And um, we, we started something in my small group. You know, we did something a little different. I got very sick at this time, so I wasn't able to actually participate. But I know one of my uh, small group of members did this. And also, she is also one of our um, supporters. Her and her wife, they, they are a supporter of us and really appreciate them so much. But um, what we started doing was when Moses was in the house and during this, this time of the Passover and what a lot of people understand what Passover even means was that when this is the time when Moses was asking or uh, demanding Pharaoh to let God's people go and um, he said the firstborn would die and that's the firstborn everywhere. It was firstborn animals, firstborn, uh, any firstborn. And the only way that you was, would be protected was that God had told Moses to uh, slaughter a lamb and place blood over the doorposts. And anyone that was in that home with the blood covering the 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 angel of death would pass and they wouldn't uh, be armed. So make a long story short, what we did is that we would take a, a red cloth and hang it or nail it over our doorposts, just a sign, even though this is not the, it was it was similar, but the blood that we're talking about is the blood of Jesus. So being covered by the blood of Jesus, this was our sign to show that this house was covered by the blood. So that was something that we had started. And I don't know if it's ever going to really catch on, but it was just something that we started this year. And I, it was it was nice. It was it was a nice touch, something different, because, yes, it definitely was during COVID because Easter and it was the first Easter that there was no church services and and everyone was, uh, you know, quarantined to stay home. So that was our way of of showing 
um, how we celebrated Easter. So let me just say this prayer and um, and when we when we come back, we'll, we'll be having my co-host Stacia T will be back with us. We'll probably speak a little bit more on the on the pandemic. We'll speak some more on on the protests. We'll speak about the looting. We'll we'll speak about the, the systemic racism. So we'll we'll have so we have a, a pretty powerful show coming up. But at this moment, I just would like to take the opportunity to say a brief prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, our Savior. Everything that we do, we give thanks unto you. One thing I know for sure that without you, Heavenly Father, we can do absolutely nothing. But with you, we can do all things through you, Lord Jesus, who strengthen us. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray that your loving kindness and your mercies and your grace would protect us all. I pray for this world, dear God, because we're definitely going through a different time. And you know the future. You know what the outcome is. And the bottom line is that you will get all the glory. I plead your precious blood against the whole world, oh Heavenly Father. The devil is trying to attack and tear us down. I pray, oh Heavenly Father, that we would continue to be led by you, that you will continue to direct our path, and I pray that we will be able to reach out and help those who are lost, those who are off the path and who are seeking your path, that somehow, some way, that we will be able to help. But I know that we can do nothing again without you. So th- thank you, Heavenly Father, for being with us and thank you for protecting us. And I pray comfort over all the hearts who are saddened right now on this evening for so much sadness that is going on in the world. I pray that you comfort the hearts of those who are in need of your comfort, O Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you're doing in our life. And I pray that you continue to lead us and guide us as we go forth in the holy, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to have this podcast. Thank you for allowing me to be able to Speak to those who are willing to listen. We could never thank you enough, but thank you for the opportunity to be able to even thank you. Because every breath that we take, the next breath we should be thanking you. So this is the reason why I know for sure that we will never be able to thank you enough. But hopefully, in the future, when we get to make it to be home with you, I hope and pray that we'll be able to thank you over and over and over again and worship you 
in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen.